Well, hello, Inside Fam. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> it's your boy. <laughs> Almost finished off that Vine reference. I don't think that's entirely appropriate right now. <laughs> Some of y'all may know what I'm talking about. Others, I it just have find your way down one of the rabbit holes of YouTube, and I, I have no doubt you'll be able to find the Vine compilation and stumble upon exactly what I'm referencing. Anyway, Welcome back. A little bit of house cleaning uh, first and foremost. I had published this episode, I think the second or third week that I had the project up off the ground and I had realized post-production there was a little bit of an audio quality issue that I wasn't entirely satisfied with and when I had gone back to make the necessary alterations or at least adjust it in a way that I found to be satisfactory, I realized that there were a lot more complications with that audio and that episode that I really kind of wanted to spend a little bit more time on and adjust. So what I'm doing with this one is uh, re-delivering it to you guys with a little bit more uh, clear and concise information as well as the information that I was going to present on the second half of that episode, or at least the second part of the information I was intending to release on that episode will be broken up into a part two sub-series of Adapt, Adopt, and Advance. So I'm kind of excited about that. But for the time being, welcome back to the show. I look forward to bringing you guys this new content as well as some of the newer episodes that are going to be dropping very soon. But thanks again for coming back. Let's go ahead and jump into it. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the show, episode two. What, what? I know, I'm excited. This is Adapt, Adopt, and Advance. It is a sub-specialty focus of the show. Now, if that sounds familiar to some of you, it should, because it was one of the last four names that I had on a list of what I wanted to call the show, and I put it up to a vote for the community, and we ultimately decided on Early Insights. Now, I told you that if your selection didn't make the cut to fret not because they were going to come back around in segments that I had already planned out for the show, and that day has come. Now, the Adapt, Adopt, and Advance segment of the show differs from the main focus of the show, whereas the main focus of the show is kind of lived experience and things to kind of keep a heads up for that you know most people don't really tell you about as you're going through your journey of life. The Adapt, Adopt, and Advance segment of the show is mainly meant at helping you get more into the mind of being prepared ahead of time for emergency situations. You know, Now, heaven forbid they ever happen. I, I wouldn't want anybody to be in a, uh, you know, an emergency situation, whether it be you're stranded on the side of the road in the middle of a rainstorm or your power's out, your water's not running anymore, you know, things of that nature, things that can be a byproduct of natural disasters, inclement weather, um, you know, just things that are out of your control, right? These are going to happen to us in life, whether we like it or not, because it is something that we can't control to a degree. But what we can control is, one, how we mentally prepare for it, and two, what we have materially at the ready to help us overcome that obstacle, right? So the very first thing that we're going to talk about in the first edition of Adapt, Adopt, and Advance is going to be something called the EDC, right? The EDC. That's an everyday carry bag. Now, don't let that be, you know, confusing or don't confuse that with something like an LTC, which is, you know, the licensure to carry a concealed firearm. You know, that's that's different. And EDC is, as mentioned before, is an everyday carry. Now, the idea behind this bag, right, is 
that it's supposed to sit in your car with you, or you can even have a backup one in your house. So I'd recommend that if you're on the go a lot, it's, it's very advantageous for you to have one in your vehicle with you, right? In addition to having one at the house, but let's talk about the one that goes in your vehicle. Now, the everyday carry is meant to carry supplies that you may need on the go that you suddenly find yourself without, or, you know, things that you wish you had in the moment that maybe you don't, right? So what are some examples? Because this is all very general and very broad. Well, let's get into it. So an everyday carry, uh, we'll use my personal example, right? So when I was living in the North Texas area, I did small business sales consulting. And I got to meet with a lot of small business owners all around the North Texas area. And as a result of that job, I had to drive across the Metroplex area a lot. Now, between North Texas drivers being absolutely horrendous and some of the automotive issues that might occur when your vehicle is going through excessive amounts of wear and tear, as well as some of the erratic weather that can occur uh, pretty much on a yearly basis in the North Texas area. Because uh, a little side note too, if you've never been to Texas, the, the running joke is is that we, we have weathermen for aesthetics only because we're almost convinced that they're about as clueless as we are when it comes to the weather. Now, don't get me wrong. When inclement weather comes in, we're talking about heavy thunderstorms, possible tornado situations, um, you know, hurricanes near the coast. These guys are great. They're top notch. Peaceful days, yeah, they're guessing like the rest of us. So let's just be honest with you. And no disrespect to weathermen, but I mean, honestly, sometimes I've seen them get it wrong. It just is what it is. You know, it's just something we laugh at. But so let's say, let's say, you know, you're, I was driving to a client one time. I actually remember this very specifically. I was driving to a client's office up in the northern area of the Metroplex. And from my office to their front door was about a 45-minute drive, assuming there wasn't any traffic. Well, that was kind of a bold assumption because in North Texas, there's always traffic. At some point in the journey, at some point along the roadway, there is always traffic, right? And it's usually backed up. That's That's the worst part about it. Well, this particular day, I had my GPS and uh, running on my phone, and my car was giving me instructions on where to go, and what I didn't realize was that my battery was getting low, right? And the battery on my phone was, uh, was getting very low, and I looked around, and I was like, I don't, I don't have... Um, I don't have a charging cable. I don't have an adapter cable. I don't have, you know, whatever. I don't have a backup power source is really what this is, which seems kind of stupid because, you know, when you when you pick up a smartphone these days, they usually give you some kind of charger cable to go along with your device so you can charge it on the go. Well, for whatever reason, I don't remember the situation. I just remember that I did not have it with me this day. And I was one of those things. I was like, man, I really wish I had a backup on me. Oh, man. I also haven't eaten. I really wish I had something to snack on right now. So not only am I in a rainstorm, in traffic, trying to get to my client's office on time so I could have this meeting with them, but I also was about to lose all battery on my phone. I was about to be lost 
because I was still relatively new to the area as well. I was still kind of getting an understanding of what was around me, where it was, how long it took to get there, you know, all the, all the normal stuff that happens when you move to a new area. Well, as it would happen, it was raining quite heavily. Uh, I was not sure of the area and my only pathfinder was about to die, right? So I had to make a stop off to the side of the road and I picked up uh, an extra charging cable for, you know, the trip ahead. And I went from there and that was probably the first time that I realized I was like, you know, it's probably a good idea to carry a couple of things with me in the car just in case these things occur, right? So for the everyday carry, right? We'll use this example. So for the everyday carry, one of the things that you could have in that bag, or one of the things that I would highly recommend that you have in that bag is something that is going to allow you to keep power to your cellular device. So in the event of an emergency, you can make a call for help. You can figure out where you are uh, geographically and allow your GPS to help you out of a bad situation. So if the weather is so bad that you lose your way, it'll help you get back on track. Now, again, this seems very obvious and very straightforward, but you would be surprised as to how many times I've heard people have this experience when they look up and they're like, dude, I just didn't have a charger cable on me. Like I was lost and my phone died halfway through this. I couldn't reach out to anybody. So these things, these things are very, very obvious, right? I, I, I'm not going to pretend they're, you know, there's some, <laughs> there's some mystic, mystic point of knowledge that you have to go, you know, hunting down a guru up in the, you know, high Himalayan mountains or something like that. No, it's just, it's simple stuff like that. So when you put together an EDC, these things need to be one, um, completely tailored around whatever your normal climate and environment is going to look like, right? So let's say if you're in an area where you know that driving around, it's very, very likely that, you know, rainstorms might appear out of nowhere, weather can get crazy fast, or you know that you may have to drive at night a couple of times and you want to put something like road flares in this emergency this EDC, just in case. You need to put uh, a charging cable for your phone. That way you can plug it into your you know, your car, get some power going through it, reacclimate yourself with where you are, and then call for help if need be. Um, and then furthermore, one of the other things too is always, always, always in your everyday carry, you need to have some kind of first aid kit readily available to you, right? Because you really don't know what's going to happen throughout the course of the day, you know? So I'll give you another prime example. Um, I was in the Illinois area back in the summer of 2014. And when, while I was up there, I had accepted a career opportunity and I was, I was in the Illinois area for about a three month time period while this company trained us. They, they basically were paying for our hotel and housing, um, as we went through the training process that they had established for us. Well, I was coming back from, I think it was the grocery store. I think I went on a, a grocery run. Anyway, it's uh, it's irrelevant to the story. But I was coming back from a location, and I was driving back to the hotel that they had us stay in. And I saw this young lady on the side of the road. Uh, obviously, she was having automotive troubles. And it looked like somebody was there helping her, or at least they had gotten out of their car to come help her. And I remember looking back in the rearview mirror. I was like, uh, it doesn't look like she knows this guy. Looks like he's kind of confused too. Like I should probably go back and help. So I showed up and I went to go see what the problem was. And 
it ended up being that this girl had a blowout on this highway and she had to end up driving on her car's uh, flat tire for two and a half miles going about 55, 60 miles an hour. Now, the first question I had was, well, why didn't she get off you know, the highway? I think that might be your question too. It's like, why didn't she make the exit? Well, she wanted to, but the problem is, is that that particular road that was closest to her that carried the main ebb and flow of traffic uh, was under heavy construction. And so many of the emergency exits as well as the off-ramps from that highway were actually uh, blocked off. So the points at which you could actually exit the highway safely, mind you, because they had it narrowed down to where it was like two lanes of traffic, right? And there really wasn't much of a shoulder of a road to speak of. I mean, there's no way this girl could could have parked her car in the middle of traffic and then gotten out and been able to deal with it the way she needed to. It, it just, it wasn't a thing. So this poor girl had to end up driving on her tire for however long, ended up shredding the tire so much that it wrapped itself around the axle, right? So I got out and I tried to help her with it. And, um, I really, I, I really had to struggle to get this thing off. It's uh, off the axle. Like it, it wasn't even funny. It was, it was kind of bad. So when I finally got this thing off, I, I, I was sitting there messing around with it. I was pulling on it, pulling on it, pulling on it. Finally got enough leverage to get this thing up off the axle. And when I pulled it off, I had so much force and so much give suddenly and so much slack on my side that my hand went flying back towards me. But because it was so close to the pavement, what ended up happening was one of my fingers caught uh, the pavement and like a huge chunk of my finger just got torn off, right? Now, when I say a huge chunk of my finger, like, I mean, this thing was, this thing was bleeding significantly for, um, God, probably a good 45 minutes. Like I, I legitimately thought, I was like, great, now I got to go to the hospital and I got to get stitches. I don't, I don't even know where the closest one is, right? This sucks. And I still actually have the scar on my, uh, on my uh, middle finger still to this day. And I remember looking at it and I was like, man, this thing's really bleeding. Um, I mean, yeah, my hotel is like right up there. I need to go wash this out. Do I have, do I have the cleaning supplies in my room to properly disinfect this thing, to clean it out, to wash it out? And I looked down and it was like amidst the blood that was coming out of my finger. I, I, I still remember looking down and I saw something white at the base of this. Now, I don't know if it was bone. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, say it was, but there was something that I knew that was, that did not look like tissue. And I was like, that, this isn't good. Like I, I need to get this thing cleaned up. I need to stop, you know, this bleeding. Um, I don't think I would have actually bled out from it, but it, it, it wasn't exactly, um, it wasn't exactly the cleanest experience. Like I, I had blood all down the front of me. It was, it was not good. And then on top of that, you know, I've got, I've got axle grease, I've got, you know, car grime and, and dirt from the tires and everything on my hands. So I'm, I mean, it's like, I, I'm in need of disinfecting this site, just, you know, period. And I didn't have anything on me. Now, again, that's not as drastic as something, you know, that you could experience on the road and breaking down and whatever the case may be. But this serves an ex as an example that I remember in that, in that moment, I was like, man, I really, really, really need to have something on me at all times, especially in my car, that if something happens like this, where even I have to, let's say, you know, fix something with my, with my vehicle on the side of the road, and I have something like this happen, you know, I want to try to get that thing disinfected as fast as possible. So it doesn't cultivate an infection, right? This is the last thing you need.
is to end up with a bigger problem just because you had to fix a different one, right? So it's really ideal that you carry some type of first aid uh, materials with you in this EDC, right? Now, the beauty of the EDC is it's, it doesn't have to be this huge package thing. It can be, it can be you know, a bag that's roughly the size of, you know, let's say, you know, an iPad or, you know, a, a MacBook or, or, or some type of smaller, you know, a computing device, right? It doesn't have to be big, but what it does have to be filled with is the stuff that you may think you may need in an emergency situation. So for me, I knew that because I was going to be traveling a lot to uh, across a Metroplex area to go speak with clients and such that um, I really needed to make sure that I had an extra charging cable in case I needed it. Um, funny enough, there was a company Christmas party that I had attended, I want to say probably three months before this event had taken place. And one of the things that they had raffled off was like this Tom Tom GPS, right? It was, it was kind of funny because at this point, like I, I had used my smartphone for so many years for navigation that I didn't even realize that, um, <laughs> I didn't even realize that GPSs that weren't attached to a smartphone were still in existence in the marketplace. Like I, I thought that, you know, they just kind of fallen by the wayside naturally, but that wasn't the case. So before I could find a gas station that I could stop at and, um, you know, get a charging cable for my phone, I remembered, oh, snap, I have this GPS sitting in my back seat that I haven't touched in like, I don't know how long. I know the address to the place that I'm going to. I know the address of, you know, where I'm currently living. Like push comes to shove, I'm good. Okay, cool. I've got this. So I was able to hook it up to my car and, and find my way to the my client's office and everything else like that. And, um, you know, first a gas station to, you know, get an extra charging cable, but you get where I'm going. Or are you uh, at this point, no doubt you you probably understand what I'm driving at with this. Well, the funny thing is, is that with within this bag, you need to make sure that you have first aid materials so that if you do scuff up your hands, if there is something of a, a, a minor medical issue that you, you can attend to yourself via a first aid kit, it's definitely advantageous to have that on hand, right? Or at least some kind of supplies to like, you know, cut away clothes to get to an open wound, you know, heaven forbid, if you're in a car accident, maybe help somebody else out. You know, again, if you if you take those extra steps to be, you know, cautious in those moments, it's it's going to pay dividends back to you when the moment actually arises. And most people are like, oh my gosh, I, I need this, that, and the other. And you're like, oh wait, yeah, I've got this in my backseat. Give me two seconds. Because at least then you're prepared to act quick. And especially if you're in a situation where it is a car accident or it, there, it is something a little bit more life-threatening and you're able to, you know, produce supplies that maybe help slow the bleeding of somebody who's been injured in a car accident, you know, time is kind of of the essence on there. Like nobody's going to fault you for trying. At least I don't think so. No. I mean, so definitely check with that, but you, you get what I'm driving at with that. Now I'm not a legal expert, so, you know, don't, unfortunately don't go rush into a situation like that and be like, Oh, I heard it on a podcast that you could do. No, 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 no. Don't do that. I'm just saying that in situations like that, where if you, if you have the ability to render aid and you have the ability to help, um, and you are caught up in the situation, 
um, you can easily see how something like that would come in handy. Now, the other thing that I'd recommend carrying in an EDC uh, or your everyday carry is a, a snack or two, right? Now, if you're anything like me, right, uh, you may have a high appetite, you may have a high metabolism, you're going and doing, going and doing your work, 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 you're driving around everywhere. You know, maybe sometimes you forget to eat. Not the smartest thing, but sometimes it does happen, right? So, Maybe you had a big meal, maybe you've been doing a lot, you're burning a lot of calories, whatever the case may be. You just need a little extra energy to get you through the day. Having snacks on hand is not necessarily the worst thing in the world, especially considering the fact that it saves you money from stopping and getting something that may be unhealthy like fast food or whatever the case may be. Now, I'm not opposed to something like Chick-fil-A or Whataburger or whatever. Like I, It's a good thing I work out like five to six days a week because otherwise I'd be in some trouble right? <laughs> I think that I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one out there with that problem, but you, you get what I'm driving at, right? So it's, it's helpful to have snacks on hand to help you kind of catch that second wind or get that little burst of energy and going through the day, especially too, if you have a medical condition, like, um, you know, you're diabetic or something like that, and you need to have something on hand, um, always to make sure that, you know, your, your medical needs are taken care of, you know, definitely, uh, whatever medication and treatments your, your physician have you on for sure. And if they recommended, you know, Hey, if, if you start to feel some type of way, you know, eat, eat something here, here, and here, you know, tailor your EDC to, you know, also help you out with any kind of medical conditions you may have. Right. And again, that's, that's going to be completely on you. Right. And it's, again, this is something very obvious, but it's a lot of thing. It's, it's something that a lot of people I found don't really think about. And then when you present it with them, they're like, oh yeah, that's such an obvious, like, I don't know why I didn't get this going. Like it, it just makes sense. Right. So just a quick recap, if you're going to put together an EDC one, you have to tailor it to what your situation is going to call for the most, right? If there's a good chance that you're going to be driving out on country roads and you may have a breakdown or whatever the case may be, let's say, you know, it's going to be a while before you're actually able to get to a gas station or, you know, whatever it is, what have you, you need to make sure that you at least have some kind of extra power source on hand to where if you need to call for help and you're stranded, you at least have the ability to do so. Especially if your car battery dies, you're not going to be able to turn that thing on to plug your phone into, um, you know, any kind of outlet your car may have to charge it, which brings us up to the next thing that I would recommend you have, which is a backup battery pack, right? Now I have this backup battery pack that is, I want to say that when it's fully charged, um, you can you can charge up a an iPhone, and I, I've got an iPhone 11, right? So, it's it's a couple of generations old. I know some of y'all are out there, be like, oh, you need to update. Shut up. <laughs> it's it's uh, I I don't know. Apple has gotten into this thing of releasing when they started releasing iPhones every year, the same way that um, EA started releasing Madden every year. I just I was like, nah. I, uh, I've got this generation. It'll, it'll, it'll serve me for a couple of, you know, couple more, couple more generations before I really have to upgrade. <laughs> but so I have an iPhone 11 right now, obviously that's one of the, you know, it's not old, but it's not new by any stretch of the imagination, but it works right. And there is a significant amount of battery life that it has. Well, the cool thing is, is that the, the battery charger, the backup battery pack that I have, once it's fully charged, it'll actually allow me to fully charge up my phone twice over before I have to recharge my 
my battery pack. Now, again, just keeping in mind you're not playing anything like, um, you know, any kind of games on your phone that would accelerate the drainage of your battery faster. Right? You just don't, you just don't want that, right? So you got to be smart with it. So I would definitely recommend having something like that. Now, the backup battery pack that I have also has the ability to um, charge from the solar panels in the front of it, although that would take a little bit longer. And I would say that if you can avoid doing that, do so because the solar panel charge, I believe is meant for more drastic situations, which we'll get into in the next installment of uh, AAA. But the, the idea behind that is, is that you want that battery pack charged and at the ready so that if you need it on the fly, it's there and you can kind of go from it. You know, or you can go from there and use it to help yourself moving along. So, um, moving right along, the next thing that I would I would strongly recommend for, excuse me, your EDC is carry a little bit of cash on hand. Right now, I, me personally, I don't like carrying cash because it's. I wouldn't say it's a liability. It's just one more thing that I have to keep up with, and then if I have to. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I personally don't like carrying cash on hand. However, comma, it is extremely advantageous if you do so because in the event where you have to, let's say, make an emergency call to your financial institution because your your credit card had your credit card information or your debit card information has been stolen. And you have to freeze your accounts or what have you until things get worked out. It's good to have a little bit of emergency cash on hand. That way, if you need to stop and get gas or something, you know, to eat or something like that, like you have that on hand to where you can dip into it and, you know, still be okay for the rest of the day while your financial institution figures out, you know, what's what and who's who and what purchase was made where. And then it'll even give you time to actually get over to your financial institution if they're in the area and pick up a new card and kind of go about your day. Right. So it's good to have a little bit of emergency cash on hand. Now, I know what you're, you know, probably asking, well, how much should I take? Well, that's, I mean, that's really up to you. Although I wouldn't recommend for an EDC, right? For an EDC, for your everyday carry, I wouldn't recommend, like me personally, I never had more than about 60 bucks on hand. And that was, that was just a plan for like in the event that, you know, I needed gas and I needed to grab something to eat and something else happened, right? That was what that 60 bucks was, was there for. Cause at the time it took me about $20 to fill up my car. <laughs> yeah. You think back on that now. Yeah. It took me $20 roughly to fill up, um, to fill up the car, any car that I was driving around that time. And then Food wise, you know, I, again, I was working out a lot. I've got a high appetite, but you know, I, I could make calories last for days if that makes sense. So it it was just kind of a weird situation anyway. So I would, I would never keep more than about 60 bucks of cash on hand with me. Um, I just, I didn't like it. But I knew that it had its place in the event that I did need it. So 
there's that. Now, we will get into, in a later episode, the difference between an EDC and something called a bug out bag, right? Now, for your bug out bag, you're obviously going to be out in the, the elements for a little bit longer and out in unfamiliar territory longer than just a minor roadside inconvenience or a minor inconvenience that you may have in let's say a more metropolitan area where help and assistance is a little bit more readily available to you. So yeah, the EDC was is going to work fine in those situations. The bug out bag is meant for uh, post-natural disaster or uh, inclement weather, heaven forbid, that you know wipes out a neighborhood. But we'll, we'll get into that at a later episode for sure. So let's get back to the EDC, right? So we've covered emergency cash. We've covered emergency snacks because I'm a fat kid at heart. Why not? We've covered having emergency first aid material because in the event that you have to, I guess, not only take care of yourself or heaven forbid, if, if you have to take care of someone else, um, you, you can do so, right? Definitely check with your state laws, I will say about what the what the stipulations are for you know if if you're not medically trained personnel you know definitely check with your local state law and see what the rules are for you rendering help and if if you're going to be held responsible um, if you do now if you are that's not to discourage you but i would encourage you to take what steps you can to ensure that you are certified and that you are protected in the event that you do have to render aid, you know, look into how you can better yourself, not only as an individual, but also add one more skill set to your, your toolbox, right? But again, as I said before, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. Um, I can play one on TV if, if I was really asked. I'm pretty sure I can. I haven't done it yet, but I might be able to. Anyway, I'm, I, I'm not a legal advisor. So that's what I'm saying. You, you probably need to go off and see kind of what each state's uh, rules and regulations are for that. But it's, it's good to have, if not for someone else, definitely for you, right? Definitely for you. Uh, definitely have a charger cable, you know, just in case. Get that extra battery pack going on. Stuff that you know that you are going to need. Maybe a couple of extra pens, maybe a couple of extra pieces of paper to take notes on. Um, you know, whatever the case may be and whatever you think that you may need in a day-to-day minor emergency situation. But I would I would caution you, right? One of the biggest differences between an EDC and a bug out bag is that you you don't you don't typically have to fiddle with a bug out bag too much. Like if you pack it effectively once, uh, you can you can keep it packed the way it is for let's say that season of the year and not have to mess with it until the next uh, the next season comes up, and in which case you may have to alter your bug out bag to best fit the challenges and the emergencies that may arise in that time of the year, right? But that's something else. The EDC, however, if you use it, you have to remember to replenish it and restock it at the end of the day, right? Now, in coming episodes, we're going to be talking about time management and scheduling and you know, things like that. So if this is one of those things that you, you know, in your agenda that you're going to be going to and fro and you're, you're going to be out and about, and there's maybe a risk, maybe even a hint 
that you may have to use your EDC bag that day, make a note in your agenda just to check up on it at the end of the day because that way as you go through it, not only do you become familiarized with where your, your gear is, not only do you become familiarized with where it is, what's in it, but when you're in a situation where stress is high and you're freaking out, you're like, what do I do? What do I do? Where do I go? You're like, oh, I have an EDC. I need this. And then if you train yourself to recognize where your gear is within that bag, you're all, you're going to be able to recall how to access it much more efficiently and much more quickly, right? And especially as we said before, in a situation where time is of the essence, that's really not a bad skill to have, right? Now, I know you may be asking yourself, well, Brandon, where can I get some of this stuff? Well, I'm glad you asked. Now, here's the thing. Again, it depends on what you want to personally have in your EDC. What I have in my EDC may not necessarily be the same thing as one of my buddies in Alabama may have, what one of my buddies in San Antonio may have, what one of my buddies in Arizona may have. It, it, it all depends. Now, there can be some common themes like first aid material, like snacks, like power, whatever else. But it is completely dependent upon what you feel you need for that situation. I know some cats would want to carry uh, roadside flares, you know, just in the event that they're driving home at night and there's a breakdown and they have to pull off to the side of the road, you know, emergency flares to ensure that, you know, you don't have any problems from other drivers who may not see you on the side of the road uh, while you're fixing your vehicle, right? Um you know, make sure that you are tapping into some of those lessons that we all learned when we went through defensive driving back in the day when we were 15. Now, for those of you that snoozed off during the class, which is very easy to do because I, I know that those classes are very monotone. Oh, my goodness. Think back to, okay, what would I need if I broke down on the side of the road and had to fix my car or, you know, address something out in inclement weather. One of the other things that you could add to your EDC is a rain poncho, right? Now, the cool thing about this is you're sitting there thinking, be like, a rain poncho, are you serious? Yes, and I'll tell you why. So a rain poncho, and, and many of them too, if, if you look for them in stores these days, uh, rain ponchos will actually be efficiently folded and fit into, I believe, carrying cases that I've seen as small as, you know, a three by five note card, right? And, it, and it's a, it's a little thing that's like vacuum sealed. It's very tightly folded and compressed, but when you open it up, it'll fit a, uh, a full grown adult from head to toe. And it's, a, it's something simple. You just slip on overneath, you know, over you. And that way, if you do have to get out, let's say on the side of the road and change a tire on the way to a business meeting, uh, you don't have to worry about getting drenched or you don't have to worry about getting as wet, right? So the parts of you that may get wet and may be exposed to the rain will dry fairly quickly, right? And so you don't have to show up to your meeting looking like a fool because nobody wants that, and especially coming off of a situation where you didn't plan for it, right? Now, you got other things on your mind. You don't need to be looking foolish, and this helps with that. Now, in addition to that, I take a step further and I would say that it, it would probably be a good idea too if you're going to go ahead and get the rain poncho because you're worried about the amount of rain that may suddenly come up or the rainstorms that kind of suddenly appear out of nowhere and drench an area and then just kind of move along. 
or if you know it's going to be a heavy rainy season in your area, I would strongly recommend also having some kind of towel with you as well. Whether that be one of those, um, oh, I guess like one of those, I don't want to say ShamWow because I, <laughs> it's not, um, it's not like that. But you know what I'm talking about, right? The, like the, those reusable towels where you can open it up, uh, you just pop it open, you kind of, you know, wipe your arms down a little bit, wipe the back of your neck, you know, whatever the case may be, and you leave that thing dry and then you're good to go, right? And it's a little thing that you can just roll back up, stick it in a tube, and, you know, you can easily fit that inside your bag. So that's one of the things, too, that I'd recommend having on hand, even if not, uh, if you can't find one of those and you're like, well, I might just need a regular towel, we'll do the trick. Okay, cool. Get a regular towel so that way when you get back in your car, one, um, you know, you're able to put the rain poncho, let's say, in the back seat, right? And you can put that on top of your towel so your floorboard doesn't get wet. And the cool thing is, is that if you sit down initially and you have, let's say, the towel in your um, your passenger side seat. So let's say, you know, something happens on the road, heaven forbid, and you have to pull over and there's a rainstorm, right? So you put your rain poncho on them before you get out of the car, you either put your towel in the seat, uh, in your driver's seat as you get out. So you have ease of access to it when you get back in, or you just put it in your passenger side seat. So that way, when you get back in, yes, your seat may be a tad bit wet, but you can quickly take off that rain poncho when you sit back down in the driver's seat and close the door and you can take that towel, lay it down in the back seat or in the back, the, the back floorboard, and then put your rain poncho on top of that. So it drips into the towel, not you. And then you might be able to use, you know, maybe that towel itself to kind of dry off some of the, you know, things that may have been exposed, whatever the case may be. But it's going to help you stay out of the elements and even better still help preserve your car a little bit. So you don't have like that, that watery, you know, wet dog smell, you know, going on after the situation. Right. So it's just kind of a win-win. So when you're putting together an EDC, it's just, you know, like I said, you, you want to think about what your climate looks like and what the overall odds of you using any piece of equipment are right now again too your edc is probably going to have to change based on the weather as well so if you have let's say snowy and inclement weather right and you get stuck in the tire or you have a tire that gets stuck in in snow you guys that live up in the north and deal with that you know exactly what it takes to get out of that situation so it's probably a good idea to have that on hand you know something to think about so where can you find some of this stuff Outside of the general answer of, well, it depends on what you want to put on it or put in your bag, excuse me, a lot of these things can either be found online or at your local uh, sporting and outdoor goods store, right? And that's the cool thing too is that the a lot of these a lot of these materials that I've covered today are from what I've seen anyway, and this is I, I don't know what the current prices look like because I've I've been kind of away from the the local inflation <laughs> rates of the USA. I just, it's, oh my gosh. Anyway, so I, the last time I put together an EDC, um, because here's the thing, I've actually been really, really good about avoiding emergency situations, knock on wood, and I haven't had to use my EDC very much, thank, thankfully. But all the material that I had in, in my personal EDC was relatively inexpensive, right? And... I think the most expensive thing I had in my bag was probably like, 
I don't know, probably 15, 20 bucks. Cause I had one of those towels, those reusable towels where you just kind of pop it open and you know, you kind of wipe yourself down and you're dry off of like one pass. Right. So I think that ran me about 15, 16 bucks. That was probably the most expensive thing if we're not counting the bag. And, and that's the other thing too, a bag that size, I, I have seen in outdoor, uh, sporting stores like Academy, Cabela's, Bass Pro Shop, you know, you name it places like that. Uh, these bags that are roughly the size of, you know, an iPad or, you know, a small laptop. Um, I've seen them run anywhere from 20 to 30 bucks, depending on how fancy you want to get it. So it all depends on the number of pockets you want, what you're going to fill it with and the durability that you want back behind the bag. Right now, again, it doesn't have to be out in the open. You can put this thing inside of a glove compartment. You can put it in underneath the seat of the driver's side, uh, or excuse me, underneath the driver's seat. Uh, you can put it, you know, in your back seat on the driver's side, or even in your trunk, wherever you feel most comfortable with readily accessing the thing in those situations. Right. I so I'd I'd highly recommend to I'd highly recommend that you kind of think of where. You would one want to place that, and then two, where you would want to go to to get those items, right? And especially with a lot of these outdoor stores too, uh, they will have material in there that may not necessarily be. Um, I don't want to say it wouldn't be able to be used for emergency situations, but it's mainly meant for camping and the accessibility of having, you know, some modern day conveniences while you're camping. And some of these can actually be doubled over as, as survival supplies too, or more emergency supplies. So just kind of keep that in mind as you're going forward on that, because as I said, a, a lot of these, a lot of these situations that we, we don't think of, or the unthinkable things, the, the minor inconveniences, if you will, such as a flat tire, you break down, you're at, you know, you're without a charger. Oh man, you're really hungry. Oh, I forgot a pen. I don't have this. I don't have that. Or, you know, I, uh, I was eating on the fly and one of my pens exploded or my burger fell down the front of my, my shirt, whatever the case may be, you know, have something on hand to where you may have an extra tie that you can, you know, swap out on the fly because your client doesn't know what you're, you know, what you're doing. Your client doesn't know that you had a blue shirt on this morning and now you had to switch to a red one. They don't know what color your tie was when you left the house. They just know what you have on when you show up, right? And it's the same thing with some of you cats that are, uh, you know, more freelancers and entrepreneurs and such. You know, if you have if you have a business that is, let's say, freelance photography or whatever, and you know that you have to meet with clients, maybe it's not such a bad thing to have a bag in the back of your car with an extra change of clothes in case something happens while you're on shoot. Let's say, you know, I don't know, you trip and fall into some mud or whatever the case may be, or you're eating lunch and something gets down the front of you. Instead of showing up to your next client looking like a fool, part of your EDC bag could be a separate one, be sitting in the trunk, but it'll have an extra change of clothes that you can just kind of readily swap out on the fly, right? So there's that. So when you're putting together your EDC, as I said, it's really important to kind of think of like one, not only where you are, what the environment may be. Because again, if, if you're in the city, you're, 
your things or the, the situations that you may find yourself in and the things that you would need in your EDC bag are probably going to be completely different than that of someone who is, you know, out in the country and maybe, you know, may need, you know, a couple extra road flares, maybe, you know, who knows, right? But there are going to be common elements such as first aid kits, uh, backup battery packs. You do need, um, you do need charging cables, everything else. Now, one of the things I will say too, uh, is when I was carrying my EDC, I also had a, um, a flashlight with me or a torch as some of you out there may refer to it. One of the things I would, I would keep in mind and I would encourage you to do is that when you're using something like a torch or any kind of equipment that requires batteries, right? It's important to know that one, where that device is and two, where the batteries are. Right now, I know you're sitting there thinking, well, duh, Brandon, they would be in the device. Well, yes, it's true. Your battery should be in your equipment so it can you it can be utilized properly. However, I would encourage you to keep the batteries in the device separate. The reason being is that if you if you can commit to memory or at least off the top of your head where you have placed the the batteries inside of your EDC with relationship to wherever the lighting equipment may be. So let's say it's a flashlight or something, right? You're able to one, find it, two, and put it together. The reason why I say keep the batteries apart from the equipment, especially when not in use, is that if for some odd reason your EDC's in the car and the battery just decides to, you know, end up being you know, corrosive, right? So you open up your equipment and there's battery acid all over the place. Well, not only do you have dead batteries, but if you leave that those batteries inside the equipment, that battery acid is going to eat away at the internal integrity of the equipment itself. So now not only are you down batteries and a power source, but you're also down a light source as well, right? So you've got two pieces of equipment that are in your bag that are now non-functional, right? So you want to make sure that there's there's not any kind of um, there's not any kind of material that's left in your bag that has the ability to have that corrosive situation happen right now. It's, it's important too to not only keep the batteries and the equipment, um, or excuse me, keep the batteries out of the equipment until you're ready to use it and know where they are. But I would even take it a step further. And I would recommend that when you have batteries or you have backup power sources for those specific things like torches or, you know, flashlights or what have you, that if the, it does come with, um, replaceable batteries that you keep the batteries, not only outside of the equipment, but also in a Ziploc bag so that if they do become corrosive, it's not then all over your, your, your bag and your gear right? Because you don't want to come in contact with that and then go to rub your eyes. Even if you've already cleaned out the mess and there's still some residue out there, you don't want that stuff unknowingly hanging out on your hands and then causing you bigger issues too. So it's all about being smart with your equipment too, as well as knowing when to put it together, when not to, right? So that's kind of the biggest thing with the EDC and some of the equipment that can go with it. I know that there are a couple of other things that we could talk about with respects to, you know, the kind of, um, excuse me, the kind of flashlight that you could have, the kind of, um, you know, the kind of snacks that you could have on the go. We, we could get into the specifics of it all, all day. I mean, there's, there's any number of branches that we could, we could launch off from this point. But one thing that I would say that I, I forgot to mention earlier that I would definitely add to 
your EDC as a, as a baseline of what should be in there at the very, very least, right? So we talked on a power cable or we talked on a charging table. We talked about a or charging cable, not a charging table. Although if you have one of those two, that's kind of cool. It'd be a little harder to fit in your car though. I, I understand they're quite large. So you have a you have a charging cable. You have a backup battery pack that you can you know uh, you can hook up to your phone if your car doesn't have the ports, or if you if your car battery has died out of nowhere and you're losing power signal. That backup battery pack will help you um, sustain the life of your your phone, so you can actually call for assistance. So we have the charging cable. We have the backup battery pack. We have the snacks. We have the first aid kit. We have emergency cash. We have a poncho towel, maybe backup, change of clothes, just in case. And then the seventh thing, excuse me, the eighth thing that I would recommend is you have a multi-tool, right? A multi-tool. Now this could also be referred to uh, as a Swiss army knife. Some of you guys may recognize that name, but a multi-tool is really cool because I, I carried a multi-tool. If it wasn't with my EDC, I had it in my glove compartment. And I'll tell you why. Is that you would be surprised the number of times that you need to cut something open. There's that little mini you know envelope opener. You may need a mini pair of scissors if there's not one already in your EDC bag for you know cut, cutting up uh, bandages or what have you. Um, I would definitely recommend getting a multi-tool that has those mini scissors or something that you can cut, um, you know, cut strips of whatever off with or even open envelopes or, you know, what have you. It's just good to have. It really is because there are things that you may need to fix on the fly. So let's say you have a pair of glasses that somehow, you know, the screw comes undone and you've got to do a makeshift repair on your glasses before your next meeting and you don't have time to go to your optometrist's office so they can fix it. Well, this is where that comes into play. So you could use the multi-tool Assuming you have all the tools necessary and you have all the components necessary to put your glasses back together, you can use that multi-tool to assemble and kind of fix your glasses on the fly so you can kind of continue on with your day and make them functional until you're able to get to your optometrist's office or your eyeglass center for repairs, right? Or in the event that, let's say, I don't know, you need a multi-tool, you need a file or something, you have you know, you, you have something that needs to be filed down. You have, you know, something that needs to be cut real quick, any, any number of things. It's just helpful to have a multi-tool on hand because you really don't know when you're going to need it. It's simple as that. Or, you know, somebody's, I, I, I once legitimately saw somebody that had to fix their radio on the fly and they needed a, um, they needed a screwdriver. And the reason why they had to fix the radio for whatever reason, was that they had, they were, I think we were out on a service call is what it was, not a service call, but a client calling. We were expecting inclement weather. And my buddy had said that there was a, there was a loose wire back behind his radio and he, he could get to it, but he needed to unscrew the front panel of the, the radio. I, I don't remember the nomenclature, but anyway, um, yeah, so he had to fix something on the fly, but a multi-tool allowed him to kind of get in and do minor repairs to his own vehicle on the fly. Now, the guy also has a background in automotive mechanic work, so I, I wouldn't recommend that if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> don't don't start unscrewing stuff and playing with your car like <laughs> mid-set. That's not the smartest thing in the world. But yeah, so have a multi-tool on hand because you really don't know when you're going to need to have something like a bottle opener, a pair of pliers, screwdriver, you know, what have you. So 
the last thing that I would say, and you can kind of keep this in your glove compartment too, in the event that, let's say your battery dies and you don't have backup navigation or your navigation's not working because of severe weather or whatever the case may be, I would strongly, strongly, strongly recommend that you have a map of the area. I know it seems a little archaic, a little bit old fashioned, a little old school, but in the event that the newer methods fail, you always have to have a contingency right now. I try to, I try to run off of a, a, a four acronym, excuse me. I, I try to run off of a four acronym game plan in emergency situations. I have my primary plan. I have my alternative plan. I have my contingency plan and I have an emergency plan. Now, for those of you taking notes at home, that acronym is PACE, P-A-C-E, right? Papa, Alpha, Charlie, Echo, right? So you have your primary plan, you have your alternative plan or alternate plan, either way. You have your contingency plan and you have your emergency plan, right? Now, these plans may not necessarily be your get out of jail free card, right? They're not going to help you avoid trouble altogether, but they will help you overcome the obstacle much more quickly and much more efficiently, right? So it's always good to have a plan in place like that and especially have a backup uh, couple of supplies for those kind of everyday emergencies, right? And that's kind of where the EDC bag comes into play, right? It's just a smart tool to have really was kind of what it is. So going forward, I would highly recommend that if you guys have never tried to put together an EDC before, definitely go off, put some stuff together. If you need any tips, ideas, maybe a couple of insights on where to go to get your supplies, ask me about brands. I'm not an expert on it, but I do know that there are a couple of brands out there that I, I trust. Um, I'm not going to give them free airtime, <laughs> but it definitely hit me up on Instagram at early insights podcast and shoot me a DM say, Hey, I've got this. Hey, what do you think about this? You know, where are some things that we could start in addition to some of the things that we talked about in today's episodes. And I will be more than happy to touch base with you and kind of give you some of my two cents on what has worked well for me in the past and what you might need to look into based on your current situation and area. Right. So don't be afraid to ask questions, right? It's, it's, it's better to ask questions when you don't know as opposed to assuming you know everything and then finding out hard, the hard way later that you don't. <laughs> so you want, to get those, you want to get those questions asked if you have them, right? Well, guys, as always, thank you so much for stopping by today. I hope you guys found this episode incredibly insightful. I loved getting this information together and compiled and presented to you guys. This has been something that has been a, I would say, a personal hobby of mine. And, and interest ever since I was a small kid because I, I always liked being able to kind of carry on with what I was doing when when situations arose that were out of my control. So one of the cool things that I used to love doing as a kid was when, because I grew up in the country for a little bit too. And so when we had, you know, around fall and autumn, when we had rainstorms come through, they would occasionally, you know, knock out the power. And one of the things that I, I loved being able to do was read. Well, if we didn't have any lights on in the house, like, you know, I couldn't read. So I loved having a flashlight at the ready that was specifically designated for those rainstorms. So when they came through, you know, I could have my flashlight, I could navigate around my room, I could find my favorite book, I could read as the rainstorm passed. And I have, you know, 
yes, I had, I had a blanket and pillow for it already like ready to go. Like I knew where I needed to set it up. I knew what I needed to have in there. And yeah, I did the work. Like I, I did not take this stuff lightly. I came to get stuff done. Let me tell you, I came to play and I loved it. I used to love falling asleep to the sound of rain, but if I woke up and I knew that power had knocked, been knocked out to the area and it was still overcast and whatever else, and it was early in the morning, you better believe I knew exactly where my flashlight was. I knew exactly where my, my pillow and blanket fort was, and I knew exactly where my favorite books were. And I knew how to find my way to the kitchen too, so that kind of helped out. Y'all, as always, thank you so much for stopping in today and giving us a listen. I had a tremendous amount of fun putting all of this information together to get to y'all, and I cannot wait to do it again in the next installment of Adapt, Adopt, and Advance. Until we meet again, take care of yourselves, guys. Peace.